All right, DJ at PK, it is time to bring in Utah State football coach Blake Anderson. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows that 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion. Do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Coach, good morning. Good morning. Coming off a of bye week. Were you obsessed about your own team, totally focused, watching bonus film of you and the opponents, or did you take a day to watch college football and just be amazed by the wackiness of it like the rest of us? Well, I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot of good games on Saturday. We got, we got plenty of uh, opponent film in all week. Uh, our opponent didn't play, so uh, we, we banked through all their games during the week. I, I'm like everybody else, man. I enjoyed some unbelievable games on Saturday. I think I sprained my thumb flipping back and forth between uh, – Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Texas OU. I'm not sure if anybody else had that problem, but I was. Those were happening at the same time, and just about as crazy at the same time. You glad you got your bye week out of the way now? Now it's football right now until all the way through Thanksgiving. Well, if we can stay healthy, I do. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we won't we won't get another break. It'll it'll happen quickly. We needed it desperately. We were pretty banged up. I, I think the first half of our schedule has been extremely physical when you watched Boise and BYU play on Saturday. I think it just, I mean, it reminded me just those are two really physical, big, well-built football teams. I watched Air Force play this weekend as well. and A game that we came out of having to, you know, bang uh, kind of old-school football. So I, we needed it. Uh, I, I love the fact that it's going to it's gonna get competitive and crazy over the next six, seven weeks, but we cannot afford to get injured either. We're, we're thin and and we, we don't have a lot of luxury of, of losing guys, so hopefully we can we can win games and stay healthy at the same time. Your division looks completely wide open here early on. Four teams on one loss, New Mexico's 0-2, and CSU's 1-0 after beating San Jose, but it seems pretty wide open the way everybody else has had a little bit of success and a little bit of trouble as well. Yeah, I think the league uh, is shaping up to – you better be ready to play on Saturday because anybody can beat anybody, and it's proven to, to look like that. Uh, nobody, you know, nobody just shows just absolute dominance, but but everybody, even I mean, we're going into an 0 and 5 Vegas, but they've been in every game, been close, been down to the wire. I mean, we don't want to be their first win, but they're they're going to win some games somewhere along the way. We just hope it's not this week. You talk about last week, Bonner. You thought he'd be back. Is he ready to go? Yeah, he should be fine. I mean, he was sore towards the end of the week, but was able to practice and throw it, do what he needed to. He, he's really not been healthy since week one. So, so this came at a good time for him. The the knee uh, issue from the game the other night looks to be uh, you know something he's going to get past. I don't think he'll still be sore for a couple more days, but I would expect on Saturday that he's probably as healthy as he's been since fall camp started. So are you willing to play two quarterbacks right now or is he the guy for every snap or you're going to figure it out as you go along? No, he's the quarterback. He's the guy. We're going to still – we are still going to have some sub-package stuff to, to get Peasley involved. And, and so we'll have that available and, and can utilize it in some certain circumstances. But, I mean, Bonner's a guy – I mean, his experience has shown he gives us the best chance to, to be successful with the personnel we have, especially – uh, but there is value to throwing Peasley out there occasionally. It will not be a two quarterback system, though. We're gonna we're gonna ride Bonner and let him just keep getting better. I think every time he goes out and plays uh, with the guys that we're we're playing with and in the system, I think he gets he gets better at it. 
Have you been able to gauge the mood of the team following two consecutive losses? Yeah, I thought our I thought our meetings were good. Uh, I think uh, disappointed, but also uh, somewhat encouraged as well. I mean, I think they know how BYU and Boise are both built. They see where we made mistakes that that potentially cost us an opportunity to win. They feel like it's stuff that we can correct. You know, we didn't come out of the game feeling like we we're just completely overmatched, and and I think that'd be a completely different feeling. But um, there's a sense of urgency about about just improving and an excitement that, that we really, truly have an opportunity to be in the mix, and we kind of control our destiny. And if we just go out and play our best ball, that, that this team has some really cool things ahead of them. So I've been really, honestly, very pleased with the response. Um, I think they took coaching. We, we, we were coaching them hard, and I think they took it well. And, and what practices we did at this last week were, were, you know, I thought positive. We got better. So that, that's all you can ask of a group. So you've watched all the UNLV film, and they have had three really close games that they've lost at the end, one possession games. What goes wrong for them? What is the what is the flaw? What have other people attacked that you can attack? Well, I'd like to think that we're going to be a, a little bit better than them in space. I think their their front is is can create some problems for us. Uh, we're going to, have to do a great job of protecting the quarterback. Uh, I'd like to think that that some of the same things that have helped us be successful moving the ball in previous weeks is, is going to be something we can, uh, you know, lean on this week. I mean, we are good in space, and hopefully tempo and space can, can, be, uh, can be big for us. Uh, you know, I, I, as you watch them, if you throw the record out the window, you just don't see, you just don't see an 0-5 team. Uh, they have played really, really hard all the way through, which to me is, is saying a lot about the coaching staff, that even things are not, you know, even things are not going real well, they're still playing hard. They're they're not quitting on on them, and to me, that makes them extremely extremely dangerous. Um, you know, they've they've struggled to score points. They've been a little bit off. Their timing, a miss here, a mistake there, a turnover here. I mean, you're hoping. You know, for us, we we don't need their timing to start clicking. Uh, you know, they've kind of been their own worst enemy uh, offensively up up until this point. Yeah, kids are human, obviously, and they can see zero and five. Do you emphasize don't get caught up in that? I'm do the best I can to show them all across college football, and honestly, even the NFL. You know, just when you think the record indicates who the team is, I mean, look, look at this weekend. I mean, Mississippi State beats A and M. A and M turns around, beats the number one team in the country that everybody thought was unbeatable. Uh, I've seen zero and three teams beat uh, really good football teams, one in three teams. I mean, it, it, you, you just cannot look at the record. And in our league alone, uh, you know, watch Boise lose to Nevada, turn right, right back around and beat BYU. Colorado State loses to a 1AA, turns right back around and beat San Jose State. You know, Hawaii struggling, turns right back around and beats Fresno, who's in the top 25 minutes. All across the country, it just shows you, you better be ready to play on Saturday, throw the records out the window and just play the best ball you can. Blake Anderson joining us, head coach at Utah State. Uh, the Aggies, you've got um, you got the guys coming in as the transfers, and I'm curious how quickly the chemistry builds and at what point, because think if I ask you now, you'll say, it's us, we're a team. At what point did that click in and you felt that? I felt like uh, you could see that happening in spring ball. I think a lot of it, had to do with just how our strength staff handled our guys during the off season. I think the amount of time that we spent with them 
you know, we took advantage of every minute that the NCAA gives you in the off season. But I did. I felt like as spring ball was going on, that you started to see some relationships start to build and guys started to kind of buy in. I think it was helpful that some of the transfers we brought in had success, successful spring ball. I mean, you could see them making plays that were going to help the team, and that, that always, I, you know, it always helps you when you look around and say, "Hey, man, this guy brings value. He's going to help us." Uh, is that you know, work ethic was high. His attitude was good. Uh, excited about being here. I felt like by the time we came through spring ball that we'd made a lot of strides in that area because you're right, when you do bring guys in, veteran guys, older guys in, um, it does not always go smoothly, and it can be it can be a challenge. We, we've been fortunate. I think this, this group has come together very well. So we talked last week about how you were going to send some coaches out uh, to do some recruiting to an extent. Uh, you being new with a new staff, how long does it take you to establish relationships with high school coaches? It takes a while. It does. And we're fortunate in the fact that part of how I developed the staff was to make sure that, that we had some built-in relationships. Obviously, DJ, T. Oliveira, and Al Afuajo, both those guys, uh, knowing the state, knowing all the coaches in the state here was helpful. And some guys off the field that are connected to the state of Utah. Guys uh, like... Uh, Nick Premsky, who's already on my staff, uh, Kyle Cephalo, who's already on my staff, uh, Anthony Tucker, all those guys being connected to California. Uh, and then and we've got uh, Chucky and, and Ray Brown, myself, uh, Coach Banda, that all are connected to Texas. And then there's some areas in between that, that we're going to utilize. You know, Denver, Kansas JCs, in the into Vegas. Uh, you know, they're really, if you look at our staff, there were already some, some at least some uh, – you know, at least somewhat some connected areas that we could start working on. Now, I think to really get ingrained, it definitely takes a recruiting cycle or more. Uh, but that's why those those relationships were important to start with to kind of get us get it, get us going. So PK and I were waiting to have on a uh, local coach in person, and there was a scheduling snafu, and he's like, "No big deal. I've got uh, some recruiting uh, texts to r- respond to." And so we got to do whatever else it was we had to do. And while we're doing it, I can't help but notice this guy sitting over here, and he is just working it. And I cannot, and I never know. I mean, he's sitting 20 feet away. I don't know if there's long text, short text, a word, a sentence, a paragraph. But I'm like, I wonder how many people he has to text in a given day. Can you share just a little bit about the intensity of recruiting and the number of relationships? You're in a, you're in a state with 100 high school football teams, and you're recruiting out of state on top of that. Yeah, it really never stops. Um, I mean, you're sitting there watching a game on Saturday and, and you're texting back and forth with multiple guys. You're sitting at dinner on a Thursday night with your family and you got a recruit that, that, that you're, you're going to call or, or is expecting a call or you're texting back and forth with him about, hey, I'm coming to the game, coach, or, or hey, man, good luck on your game. It, it really, truly never stops. You're on the beach in the summer with your family trying to enjoy vacation and you've got a call. Hey, I got to go take this call. This is the only time I can talk to this kid and his parents. I mean, it it is year round. If you don't do a good job of it, you are eventually going to see it on the field. You've got to recruit. Uh, It is the most important thing you do and then developing them from that point on. So guys, when you're really in the heat of it, uh, it, it's, it's an all day, every day type thing. There are some, 
small, I guess, windows where it slows down a little bit. But uh, but if you look at the calendar, it, there's not much. It, it is something you have to enjoy doing, make yourself be disciplined to do it all the time, and you're basically available pretty much 24-7. Well, you got a circumstance where you already said that into Vegas as far as recruiting. Would you send guys out Friday night in Vegas? Yeah, we absolutely will be at a few games on Friday night. We've got some kids that we're actively recruiting and, and even a couple committed kids in the area that uh, we'll split up uh, on Friday night. And uh, I'll eat dinner with the, with, the, with the players when we get to the hotel and a handful of coaches will go, go be visible and go watch some guys play. And that's, that's pretty typical in most areas if it's in your, if it's in your footprint uh, where you get to do that. We, we actually do that here at home on home games. I get a chance to go watch guys play if we can. But uh, but an area like Vegas, an area when you go into California to play, I'm sure people going to play San Diego State, they're going to get out and about and watch some games on a Friday night if they can. You know, it's so interesting. I've seen coaches line the fence at games. It's like it's a, <laughs> it's almost like a, it's almost like an art. You know, it's it's like a painting or something. I see coaches who will stand on the sideline, but they make sure they stand way away from the coaching boxes. They don't have a good view of the game, but it's specifically so the kids will see them. They stand out. They don't blend in a crowd. And at a school that has a ramp down to the field like Cottonwood High, every coach lines the chain link fence. So when the guys go for warm-ups, they get seen. It's like you're playing like every last little angle. Well, yeah, you they got to know you're there. I mean, they, they need to know that you're there as much as anything that you've spent the time and energy to be there. That's how much you think of them. Obviously, you want to get a great look at them as well. But most of these guys, uh, to be honest with you, we've watched so much on them. We already know you're there to kind of check that last box. Like, hey, man, I made this trip so you could see me. That You know us. You mean enough to us that we, we came to see you play. Uh, there are some younger guys on the roster, obviously, you're trying to get a good early look at, and and occasionally, you know, you'll see a guy. And you're like, man, yeah, you know, he he uh, he outperformed what we expected, or or man, he had a great game, or he did something unique. But but you're right, a lot of it just has to do with you showed up. He knows you showed up, and that may be what you know what matters most at the end. Well, coach, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next week after the game in Las Vegas. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State. You never know what high school kids notice or where they're looking or where they're, what they're doing. It was the weirdest thing, PK, but there was a game, uh, there was a big game, Weaver High up in, in Region 1, and you know Matt Coma, and he's up there shooting highlights for us. There's a kid running down the sideline, breaking a big play for a touchdown. Two defenders, they're, they're, they're a step, step and a half back. The kid's going to outrun them in the end zone, but it is a foot race. He's at the 20 to 15 going in, and he's still chugging, and he looks and he sees Matt's camera pointed right at him, and he's got the ball in the right hand, and with the left hand, he points at the camera, and he keeps trucking into the end zone. Now, his coach would probably bust his chops for doing that, <laughs> but he did it. You never know what they notice. You never, ever know. No, recruiting is 24-7. You've got to be seen. I have seen with my own eyes Mike Krzyzewski and not at the same time Roy Williams standing at the door of a casino in Vegas during the summer just to make sure that kids coming through the front door into the lobby of the hotel casino, not just like a, you know, a holiday inn or something, but a big casino to where you can get lost in those things very easily. But they stood right by the 
the second portion of the double doors and they're just standing there and it was clear why they were standing there to be seen when the kids come in after playing their games in Vegas during the summer. The bus is going to drop them off and they all got to go up to the rooms and they know the time and they know the path and they are there. Yeah, I said, what up, Kay? He said, not much, PK. How's it going? MK and PK just hanging out by the door. No, no, that. Oh, yeah, MK. That's right. I was always Coach K, but yeah, that was his, his first name is Mike. You're right. MK. Yeah. I just, I said, actually, I did say hello to him and just made a little uh, meaningless chit chat on the way to. I was there for that very reason, too. I was down there to look at some guys and do a story on Summer League. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback coming up next. Stay with us.